0: and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au.
1: Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode.
0: Good morning, listeners, and thanks for joining us on Palestine. Remember, today we're going to go straight to Gaza and one of our dear friends, Mushir Amr. Before we speak to Mushir, we've got to talk about Gaza and where it's at today. Unfortunately, COVID has made it into Gaza beyond the isolation areas and it is the first cases of community transmission. The Gaza Strip has been locked down and in fact, the first time since 1994. Aside from the brutal siege, we've now got Gaza in full lockdown. So alongside the dense population, the soaring poverty and the de-developed infrastructure, Gazans are now dealing with the blockade as well as full lockdown. And to give you an idea of the collective punishment that's been inflicted on Gaza in the past couple of weeks alone, there's been an increase in the ban of construction materials the fishing zones have been reduced there's been a ban of entry of fuel access to the sea has been cut off the power plant has had to shut due to the lack of fuel most of the homes are only getting a couple of hours a day hospitals are at a critical stage where 50 percent of the medicines have less than one month's supply if that wasn't enough Gazans are subject to nightly air raids and bombings good morning Rob how are you good morning Nasa I'm very very well how are you yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm very excited, though. We've got one of our favourite friends from Gaza joining us, Dr. Mushir Ahmed. Good morning or good evening.
2: Good evening. or oh, actually, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks a lot, Nasser, for having me. Pleased to meet you. Likewise. Thank you, Martin.
1: Now, I just wanted to say quickly, before we started the interview, you were just saying that potentially something can happen with your power, and if it happened, we would have to wait. Can you just briefly tell us that again?
2: Well, since um, the last couple of Uh, weeks, uh, for 14 days um, in a row, we've been having uh, severe restrictions on power cuts, so we only have three hours a day in a 24 cycle uh, of electricity, and this is because the Israeli Occupation Authorities have prevented the entry of uh, fuel uh, that is needed to generate the main power plant in Gaza. Uh, from coming in, from entering into Gaza and prevented the essential um, materials to access uh, Gaza. So we've been, we've been really um, under uh, duress because of this uh, situation. I mean you're talking about three hours of electricity. Basically uh, the Gaza Strip is near uh, palas- uh, paralysis because of this situation um all life sectors have been almost come to a standstill to a stop because of this severe situation Um, so at at any point might i might have a power cut so we have to wait for um uh, some time before i come back with you know we have to operate like some of these local uh, generators for electricity but the situation is uh, quite dire in general uh, as people receive only three hours of electricity, yeah. uh, let alone the other sort of uh, essential sectors of life—the factories, the schools, the universities, the hospitals, uh, and other um, uh, areas—have been suffering because of this severe restriction on power, uh, on, on electricity.
0: I mean, we should say you're in the middle of summer and the temperatures there at the moment are.
2: Uh... Um, absolutely. I mean, we are like degrees, not like 30 degrees Celsius, so 35 degrees, and, and around this range. So it's very hot. And, and, and so you have, um, you know, lack of power, like lack, lack of electricity coupled with heat and now we have the coronavirus so it's a very uh horrible next actually thing so it's going through a very difficult time these days
1: the houses are full they're big families
2: i mean i've I've got a family of five kids um and um so um and um, my condition is uh, relatively okay for myself but we're talking about a population where poverty or 80 percent to 85 percent of the population are under poverty uh, line and uh, you have uh, crowded refugee camps, Uh, we're talking about the Gaza Strip is one of the most densely populated areas in the world. So we're talking about, uh, I mean, just to put the listener in perspective, the Gaza Strip is a 365 um, kilometers square uh, so you're talking about and there are 2 million people living there or actually besieged in this very small territory. So a population density, density of one kilometer for every 5,000 people, plus or minus. So uh, the situation is quite difficult. I mean, um, given all these difficult circumstances that... People are going through, have been going through for quite, let's say, 15, 14 years, years since the Israeli blockade uh, on on Gaza in 2006, 2007.
0: Moshir, we have a, an increase at the moment of hostility. We had the Great Return March uh, land Day a couple of years ago. Since then, there's been action on the fence on the Fridays. But there was supposed to be some sort of easing of the of the siege recently. The Israelis, as usual, haven't fulfilled their part of the obligation. And of late, well, we've had something like two weeks in a row of nightly bombings from the Israelis. We've had yeah. a reduction in um, the sea available for the fishermen. The entry and exits are being closed, et cetera. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hospitals, medicine is down. There is an, an uptake in, we, sh- we call them protest balloons, but the Israelis have decided that they are incendiary balloons. These are Weapons of mass destruction the Palestinians have employed.
2: Exactly. I mean, the Israelis can say whatever they want. I mean, um, they are the occupiers. Israel is under international, is the occupying power that is imposing a siege a, 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 on the Gaza Strip and exercising collective punishment of the two million people living in the Gaza Strip. So uh, preventing the entry of essential materials, uh, medicines and preventing people from leaving and uh, sort of the Gaza Strip and coming back to the Gaza Strip, in addition to a host of very difficult uh, midges, uh, draconian midges I should say, uh, that have uh, left the people nearly uh, suffering on, in every aspect of life, on the educational. Um, level on the health conditions, on the economic uh, condition, um, a very high uh, rate of unemployment, nearly 60% of the population are, under, um, uh, are, un, uh, are unemployed. Uh, and I'm saying these numbers um, quoting international humanitarian organizations, um, in addition to other uh, issues that people have been suffering for. And, and, and therefore, we're talking about Gaza, it is the largest open-air prison on the planet earth. Uh, uh, people virtually are caged in this small territory, uh, deprived of their basic rights of movement, of uh, a livelihood, of a human dignity, of living a normal life. So uh, the Palestinians have no choice but to lash out I mean, um, you know, against the occupation. And they're exercising this uh, right to resist through you know, f- uh, launching balloons. Uh, as, as as an as an act of desperation, I should say this is an act of desperation. I mean, they they have no sort of sophisticated arms arsenal, uh, unlike Israel. Can you just Israel. explain what they so are? Power. Sorry.
1: Can you just explain what they are? The balloons.
2: The balloons is basically like the the boys, the girls, or you know, the young kids when they sort of inflate these balloons. They they're filled with helium. And they're sort of sent into with some uh, incendiary materials that aim to sort of provoke uh, and cause some fires in neighboring Israeli settlements. Um, uh, So as an act of popular uh, resistance, you know, that's the most they can do, uh, actually, uh, against a uh, heavily armed uh, Israeli occupation military that is uh, depriving them of their basic rights and freedom and access of movement and you know other basic necessities and rights. Um, so again, they can say whatever they want, but this doesn't change the realities on the ground, doesn't change the facts on the ground that we're talking about a people under occupation trying to have a, a, a decency to, to exercise their uh, um, uh, human decency and human dignity and have a chance to live a normal life like any other people around the world. Uh, So the, the blame and responsibility must be placed on the occupying power, on the occupation, on the Israeli occupation that is uh, trying to subjugate the Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip and also in the West Bank and Jerusalem to its military dictates and it's sort of um, what, what it wants from the Palestinians, which is to continue to be the Palestinians, subjugate them into occupation.
0: We should say, this is, you said that uh, Gaza is a concentration camp before Mushir. Yeah. The reality is the Palestinians within Gaza, they're in jail. And as an act of defiance... <laughs> Uh, defiance, frustration, at the world for its silence now, 14 years of silence, but at the frustration of their, their humanity being denied by the occupiers, the Zionist Israeli occupiers, they are banging on the door of the cage. Yeah. This is what the balloon is. It's a banging on the door of the cage saying, yeah. I am here.
2: Yeah.
0: Let me out. So- I want my freedom. I want my rights. That is what the balloon is. There's a protest balloon.
2: I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, this is exactly the case. I mean, the people have been suffering for the past 50, for 14 years under this horrendous uh, blue cape. Um and, and therefore, there is. this is also a call to the world, uh, to the free people around the world to stand by the Palestinians in their righteous demands to for freedom for independence for for liberty for a to live their life normally like any other people in the West, so we are disappointed uh, because of that there is a lack of responsibility on the part of the international community, of world governments, uh, and all other international organizations have been really uh, very uh, weak in their responses, in it pressuring Israel to lift its siege uh, on, the, uh, on the Palestinians, especially in the Gaza uh, uh, Strip. I mean, the Israelis are imposing their dictates, imposing their um, um, uh, wants and measures, without the word blinking an eye and saying, no, we have to stop this uh, anomaly. We have to stop this oppression ex- exercise against the Palestinians. And at the same time, we have the Israelis demonizing the Palestinians, play, blaming the Palestinians for lashing out, for saying, no, we are knocking on the prison wall. We, the Palestinians, are knocking on the prison wall saying enough is enough. This is unacceptable we can be um, forced into this harsh reality and not speaking out so they're blaming the palestinians for speaking out and saying no we have this has got to stop the palestinians um, are, are among the brightest of the arab people and like any other people they 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 have dreams they have aspirations they need to fulfill their rights and and and, and aspirations like any other people of the world they need to live their life in dignity and freedom. And the Israeli occupation is preventing that under really very um, sort of shady and unacceptable um, accusations.
1: I was just, just going to make a comment that we, we, make it, uh, we make it similar to a prison, but a prison you actually have rights, you get visitation, you get medical as well. So it's actually well worse than what a prison is.
2: Well, I mean, it's, I would say it's, it's even worse than a prison. I mean, and in a prison, you have your, your wants and demands and your needs of electricity, of water and of food, of healthcare, guaranteed by the prison administration, whereas in the Gaza Strip, especially I'm talking about the Gaza Strip, uh, you have most of this denied. Uh, uh, and, and, and then you have to, um, you are asked to keep silent, to remain silent. This is really unacceptable, and, and, and no one can accept that, for example.
1: And, and, and one more difference is that uh, the guards in a jail will get held to account, whereas we had Israeli soldiers sniping at Palestinians from hundreds of meters away, and nobody has been held to account. And the world did see it, but yet nothing has happened.
2: I mean, the atrocities, Israeli Occupation Army's atrocities uh, against the the Palestinians, demonstrators have been well documented by many international organizations, many human rights organizations. But again, Israel acts with impunity, without, you know, um, no one has been really sent to jail for, for um, you know, for crimes against humanity and for against um, sort of their human rights violations. And this has given uh, Israel uh, leeway I mean, and, and more chances to exercise more um, measures, more atrocities and violations of Palestinian rights for the past two weeks the, Israel- the Palestinians have been bombed, I mean, uh, by, uh, their, um, by the Israeli drones and Israeli aircraft, military aircraft, and you don't see anything sort of covered in international media as if this is something uh, personal or, or uh, as if it is, this is an inter- internal Israeli issue. No, this is a conflict between a people under occupation and a military power. And anyway, to twist this fact is really, uh, uh, you know, doesn't hold water, actually. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean,
2: again, the pressure must be placed on the occupying power, which is Israel, under um, the definition of international law. Uh, that must be held accountable for all its crimes and for its violations of a Palestinian human rights.
0: 100%, could brilliantly said. And the parallels, what we should say is, when we speak about conflict, we're not talking about equal powers here coming back to the balloons is a helium balloons is they attach a bit of cotton or something they set fire to that cotton and they release the um, balloons
2: and excuse me nasa I, sh- I should i should say something i mean the the effect of the balloons have been really exaggerated of by course. the israeli occupation army i mean you're talking about burning of a few dunams a few hectares of um, of farmland, and then you have the Israeli propaganda, Israel, Israeli media exaggerating this as if this is um, a threat <laughs> to the existence of the Israeli occupation, in order to convince the world that Israel is the victim and these Palestinians are the victimizers, and also to uh, allow Israel to exercise, to bomb the Palestinians, to um, sort of... Um, uh, carry out military and air attacks against the Palestinians to continue to impose its severe siege on the Palestinian people. I mean, this is a scenario of a classic case of occupation of, 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 of colonialism. You have the colonizers blaming the colonized for saying, no, we cannot accept this. We want our freedom. So it's the same thing, actually. I mean, the, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is no different from other conflicts past conflicts between occupied people, colonised peoples around the world, and their colonisers. And then you have the colonised people being demonised, being ostracised for saying no for resisting the occupation and the coloniser.
0: We're going to move on to COVID. But before that, I just want to inform our listeners, you were talking about 2 million people in Gaza, the population uh, in 365 square kilometres. This is 5,500 people per square kilometre. If Australia... Had the population density of Gaza, instead of our population being 25 million, it would be 42 billion. So to, for oh. people to understand just how, how bad you think traffic might be in Australia today, imagine instead of 26 million, 42 billion. That's what it's like living in Gaza today. And during the week, Moshir, tragically, we've had the first incidence of community transmission of corona
2: yeah i mean this is the worst case scenario that could happen and it's actually starting and this is what we warned of you know uh, previously i think on your shows nasser i mean uh, a few months ago that all efforts have been Made over the past uh, six months, I mean, by the health authorities and the competent authorities in Gaza, to prevent uh, any sort of spread of the coronavirus inside the Gaza Strip, for the reason that you mentioned—that we're talking about one of the highest densely populated er- um, areas in in the world—and um, and and the idea, very idea of um, sort of social distancing, is not really that effective in gaza with this small territory and a high density population density.
1: Impossible.
2: um so um what we've seen since last monday uh, less than 20 48 hours we uh, there have been uh, news of four cases of coronavirus virus uh, confirmed inside Uh, the Gaza Strip. Most of the cases before over the past six months were quarantined uh, on entry to the Gaza Strip. But now this is the scenario that everybody is apprehensive of. I mean, which is, you know, you have the spread of the corona among the population. So till this last hour, there have been 14 cases of coronavirus virus in Gaza. And then we have one fatality. You're talking about less than 48 hours and you have one fatality uh, because of the coronavirus. So everybody is really worried, um, I mean, the population and everybody's concerned here that um, the situation might really uh, get out of control, Uh, hopefully not, uh, because of, you know, um, Gaza has been, I mean, the health uh, situation in Gaza has been really in touch, I mean, in Um, um, uh, under very difficult conditions you've uh, got I mean for two million people you have like 100 ventilators uh, and and only 100 and then you have 170 ICU beds only in the Gaza Strip I mean you're talking about the very weak uh, health situation in Gaza because of the siege and because of the systematic de-development of the Gaza Strip because of the Israeli midges over the past uh, uh years uh, and then you have um the stock of essential medicines in Ga- in the gaza strip is half the amount required uh, and, and then you have this risk preventing you know essential needs and essential especially health equipment uh, from coming into gaza or in a sort of um, by by in a trickle way you know just not uh, the needed amounts of equipment, medical equipment, and medical essentials to come to the Gaza Strip.
1: It seems like a perfect storm for one of the places uh, being Gaza to be one of the worst countries hit.
2: Uh, Absolutely. Abs- I mean, um, Luckily, we've been preventing uh, the coronavirus from coming to Gaza over the past six months. Now, it is a different scenario, and everybody is bracing for the worst, actually, at this this moment. And I'm living in the Gaza Strip here in in the heart of Gaza City, and we've been under a complete lockdown, uh, and the, the cities have been sort of cordoned off, every city and every town has been closed off. Uh, and then you have the medical team i mean the health uh, team uh, and you know security teams are trying to sort of uh, con- to control and contain the spread as much as they could but i know that the situation we might get at a peak of coronavirus virus cases here in the Gaza uh, uh, Strip. So pray for us, actually.
0: And our thoughts always, Mashir, you and your family and all of the Palestinians who are remaining steadfast. I mean, this is the thing that Zionism can't reconcile. As a settler-colonialist ideology, as you spoke about what you need to do is to vanquish the indigenous people. With all of their cruelty and barbarity, they haven't been able to do it. The resistance and steadfastness of the Palestinian people and exemplified by your brothers and sisters, you know, with so much courage, you lift all of our hearts uh, in, in Gaza. It is beyond imagining.
2: I mean um th- thanks a lot for, for for your feelings nasser i mean with the we the palestinians people and i think together with all good and free and conscientious people around the world i mean it's a, it's a classic case of uh, an anti-occupation struggle that we the palestinians have been uh, try, um, i mean fighting uh, for i mean since 1940. Eight, and even before I mean the problem the root case uh, the, the root cause of this occup- of this struggle is the occupation I mean uh, and, and then we shouldn't really look at the symptoms we have to look at the sort of the causes of this conflict and this basically in a, in a, in a word the occupation it is the occupation it's the colonization of the Palestinian people, the colonization, and the subjugation of the Palestinian people under a foreign military, a rule that wants the Palestinians to vanish. Um, And the Palestinians, like all other peoples in the world, I mean, refuse to be uh, unrecognized. They insist on exercising their free will, exercising their rights for freedom and and, uh, uh, and self-determination and freedom. And we are paying a very, we have been paying a very heavy price. Uh, as a Palestinian people, for for our freedom, to regain our freedom, to gain our uh, self determination and uh, independence, and as long as the international community, world powers, are not uh, are failing us in sort of if they don't really intervene, in other words, to um, to um, uh, um, uh, resolve this conflict on the basis of international law, on the basis of basic um, human uh, principles, which are to give the Palestinians their freedom and their independence. Things will continue, and the Palestinians are, no, are nowhere to raise white flags and accept the occupation as something, as a reality. They refuse to uh, accept this reality of occupation, of militarism, of um, colonization, and uh, this is something unacceptable for the Palestinians, and we will continue to resist to continue to fight for our freedom and independence
1: fantastic that's an amazing thing i mean considering what you guys are going through compared to you know the rest of the world to, to hear your words is it's, you know, it just gives you goosebumps and i know that you guys aren't going to quit uh you know and i just we need the rest of the world to stand up and stand by you guys i mean you're only asking for what's right it's not hard Absolutely. there's no argument I mean, uh,
2: man and i'm really honored and you know, um, sort of delighted and and it makes really me uh, feel proud to see um, a lot of people around the world uh, who are conscientious or good people who are trying who see things for what they are i mean uh, and, and and amongst them actually some really good jews i mean good friends good jewish friends uh, who've been really steadfast and really very vocal in 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 criticizing uh, and condemning the occupation, the Israeli colonization of the Palestinian people, and they're calling, they're making their their voice heard around the world in support of Palestinian rights, in support of Palestinian demands for freedom and uh, and 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 determination and self-determination. So this is we just need uh, think,
1: more. We just need despite more. that
2: we are all together. And you're right, Martin. We need more. We need enough pressure. We need uh, uh, enough. Um, mass movement around the world to pressure governments in Australia, in America, in Britain, everywhere to put uh, pressure on the Israeli occupation, to lift their hand off the Palestinian people, to give the Palestinians a chance to live a normal life like other yeah. peoples around the world.
0: Thank you, Monsieur. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Very quickly, we had the UAE normalize with, uh, the, with Israel. Reaction in Gaza? <laughs>
2: I mean, we, we're condemning this uh, normalization or any form of normalization with the Israelis, with the Israeli state. For one reason, Israel is not a normal state. Israel is not like Sweden or Norway. Or Israel is an occupying power. Israel is a state that was established on Palestinian people, on Palestinian land, that denies the Palestinian people their rights for freedom and movement and, and, and self-determination. So we cannot reward reward Israel for its uh, atrocities, for its violations of the Palestinian human rights. I think the best action is to ostracize Israel. The best action is to boycott Israel. The best action is actually to pressure Israel to give the Palestinians their freedom to reach a peaceful settlement on, uh, on, uh, on the basis of international law and international uh, resolutions before any kind of normalization with israel but before that this is a betrayal to the palestinian people this is a betrayal for the struggle of all good people around the world who've been fighting for palestinian rights to gain, to gain their freedom i think this is something unacceptable uh, for the palestinian people to see the uae or any other country to normalize relations with israel because this is basically gives israel impunity to continue killing the Palestinians, to continue its violations against the Palestinians. And we, all good people around the world, we should reflect, we should actually um, tell UAA and other governments intending to normalize relations with Israel you're making the wrong move. The right move is in the direction of boycotting Israel, imposing sanctions and divestments uh, on, on Israel. Until it complies with international law, until it complies with United Nations resolutions that give the Palestinians their uh, rightful uh, rights and, and demands.
0: Fantastic. What a great way to end the the interview, Mushir. A global call for boycott, divestment and sanctions of the apartheid Israel state. Thanks so much, Brother Mushir. Thank you
2: very much, Nasser.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks for taking the time. That was our dear friend, Dr. Mushir Amr, who's a professor of discourse analysis and linguistics at the English Department of the Islamic University of Gaza. A quick recap on Gaza. 50% of the population is under 18. The land, air and sea siege has entered its 14th year. 70% of the population are within a day's walk of their ancestral homes and lands. The calorific intake required per person is calculated by the Israelis and only that amount of food is allowed in on a daily basis, just enough to ensure no mass starvation. Hospitals are without vital medicines. Schools are running two and three shifts. It has the highest unemployment rate in the world. The water table is polluted due to Israeli attacks on the sewage treatment plant. The UN in 2012 said Gaza would be unlivable in 2020 if measures were not taken to improve the infrastructure. Not only has there been no improvement, Israel has destroyed much of what was there in 2012 and the population has grown by over 30%. There's never been a better time to boycott, divest and sanction Israel. Free Palestine. Share the podcast. Be sure to tune in next week.